Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, great. Everybody's looking good, those of you that we can see. And we want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It's February 12, 2022, 3 p.m. Jerusalem time. It's my oldest son, Justin's birthday, so it's a special day for him. And uh, this hour is day 11 of a special initiative called the Call to the Wall. And we are doing this every day at this time, 3 p.m. Jerusalem time, between now and March 18th, which is the end of Purim. And uh, the theme for this week is From Fear to Courage. We have a very unique special hour this hour. The hour is being led by Dr. Bob Doe, who we are getting to know very well. Dr. Doe is a family practice physician. He's a missionary physician and has been overseas in a number of different (laughs) places. He's also extremely prophetic and, and very visionary. And as we speak, Dr. Doe is working with me and with several others to develop a um, clinic in uh, Hawaii that is a clinic that is involved with not only the medical practice, but actually prayer and um, combining family practice with psychiatry and inner healing and just the various spiritual aspects of healthcare. And it is, it's a great vision. And there is, we're just at the very tip of, of developing this, but we are, I would say, describing Dr. Doe, Dr. Bob, that he is fearless and he is, he is one of those people who, which is unusual in medicine, who is also follows the Lord, no matter what the consequences. And he's given his total heart to the Lord and and not only heart, but he's backing it up with his practice. Bob, we're just going to pray a blessing over you, and then we'll turn it over to you. Father, I just thank you for Dr. Bob. We just bless him in the name of the Lord. We just thank you for his life. We thank you that he hears from you and he follows your your voice. We just say, Lord, um, today, we just say, let him have, we just say that the favor of God is on him, surrounding him like a shield, that he has tremendous, tremendous wisdom, and that he will have renewed strength as he goes through the day and the week and the year. And uh, Lord, that you would protect him. Psalm 91, that you would hide him in the shelter of your wings, that no harm would come to him and no destruction near his tent. And we declare over him, 2022 is going to be an amazing breakthrough year and the best years of his life and his ministry and his practice are ahead of him and not behind him. We just declare those things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you, everyone. I'm not alone on this call as medical personnel, because obviously Fred himself, and of course, Sue, you're still a doctor, even though you're not practicing. And uh, we have Dr. Charlie Hardison with us and David Marks and Elaine. I see you finally over there from far away. So good to see you. I'm going to do things a little different. I'm going to be asking Mary Faust here shortly to open us in prayer, but I have to prepare why I'm asking her to pray the way she's praying. As a medical doctor, I tend to be a bit unusual in that I tend to think of the spiritual before I think of the natural. So it's often perhaps my fault 
to think that, oh, this must be spiritual, even though it's a normal looking, ordinary medical thing. <laughs> and very often it turns out that it's correct. So when COVID happened, involved in France, and there was a very good group of prophetic people I work with in the Alsace on the German border. They're living in Strasbourg. And there's a very large church in that area in the town of Mulhouse, which is near the corner by Switzerland. And they had just done the conference of spiritual healing for three days in the end of February. And they had several thousand people at this conference. And out of that conference, I found out that uh, 242 people died. So I, I, I questioned from that moment, how is it that we're not protected? How is it that the, this was a supernaturally empowered church, one of the best in France, and they got blamed for the epidemic of COVID through France from that event that happened at the beginning of COVID. So that, that put me on my back uh, foot trying to figure out what is going on here. Why are these super, super duper Christian people still being affected the way that happened? And, and I began to think about it. And the thing that I discovered one day is that if Wuhan really is the epicenter of the virus, the Chinese interpretation of the name Wuhan actually is three cities merged to become one. In other words, a three chord strand. And so I began to realize that this is no ordinary spirit. It's a, it's a stronghold spirit of three chords. And it's going to take something of a different strategy to overcome it. And then the other thing I began to notice is that in the medical profession, we were dealing with fear at many different levels. And the fear sometimes was fear of what the authorities would do to us for the way we wanted to practice. Sometimes the fear was getting on the patient and causing them to cave in to being sick. Sometimes the fear was that I didn't know what to do to help people. So the, the fear was what I saw driving that three chord strand from the beginning. And so this week we're focusing on fear and intimidation as the first spiritual dynamic that we're looking at in this Haman process. Ultimately, what I see and what I'd like to focus on today in this call is there's a number of other healthcare professionals that are probably joining the call. And right, right before we're going to do a breakout time, I'm going to have just briefly each of the healthcare person, whether you're a nurse, a dietitian, whatever, just your name and what you do, just one word like that, just so we can see who's on the call. And then we're going to go and pray and ask the Lord some things about the spiritual side of COVID from a healthcare perspective. And then what I've asked Mary to do is I believe that even though COVID has been very difficult for us, and it does create a lot of controversy and disagreement, even between medical providers. I have a, a medical director at my clinic in Hawaii that's very strong on the science side. And he's like always putting in more controls, more restrictions, more this, more that. And then I have another doctor that's totally about it. If you wear a mask, I can treat even if they got COVID. Why we? So I've watched it even in my own medical colleagues, the, the diversity across the spectrum of how much they let fear drive what they do. So I believe God might choose to use this time in this season to get our attention about the spiritual roots of healthcare and human services, and that he might actually open the door in this next season for new approaches to healthcare 
that are called kingdom care networks is what I call them. So uh, I just wanted to share that, Mary, before you pray for us, because I'm going to ask Mary to pray in such a way that she is declaring an open door to those kinds of networks. And Mary, could you explain briefly about the Eastern Gate and just as you pray, how that gate got opened just last Monday here at Echo Sesne. So Mary Faust is a dear friend. Many of you know her. She's a First Nations leader across our nation. She happens to live here in Pennsylvania, and I'm going to have a good old time with her and her husband. In about an hour, we're going to sit down and have coffee together here in Pennsylvania. So looking forward to it. So I'm going to turn it over to Mary first and just ask her to open us in prayer and open the door for what I just was dreaming about. Miigwech, Dr. Doe. What an honor and a pleasure to um, do this, to open these gates with you and alongside of you. I think rarely do we come into the place of where we find ourselves in this timeline without partnership and without relationship. It's so important. Relationship is so important. What the East Gate that, we're, that Dr. Doe is mentioning is in the small town of Aquasasne. I, sh I shouldn't say small. It's actually a big nation of Aquasasne. Many of you are familiar with Willie Jock who passed on into glory July the 2nd of last year. And Aquasasne is the land where the partridge drums, and that was his land, and that was his place. And Aquasasne is literally situated on the border between Canada and the United States, and it is the Eastern door. And this past week, the first ever healing room was commissioned and to be opened in Aquasasne where Willie had a dream that there would be a healing center for all people, starting with his people and manned by the people of the land. And so what a prophetic time, I believe, as this healing center, prayer center is going to, is, has been commissioned right there on the border. It, it speaks of the bridging between what is Canada and the United States, where our people across Turtle Island looked at this landmass as one. And then the political governments and systems put that border in place that separated us as a people, the original people of this land. And what, a, what an amazing time. We rejoice. We are so excited for what took place this past week, last weekend. To, to commission and to open the doors for a he, the first ever healing center on First Nations territory in, in Turtle Island with the healing rooms. And so we, we say that. And let me, in my prayer, the first thing that I thought of when Dr. Doe invited me to pray was from Psalm 118. And you can read the context because in the context, it is where the Lord says, where the psalmist writes, he says, I shall not die, but live and shall declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me sorely, but he has not given me over to death. Now listen, open to me the temple gates of righteousness. I will enter through them and I will confess and praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the uncompromisingly righteous. 
shall enter through it. You can read it, read more into it. But we want to declare today that the uncompromisingly righteous, the medical professions of Cross Turtle Island, we declare that where they serve and where they stand, we make a declaration as the host people of this land and of this soil across Turtle Island. We declare that their stance, that their posturing before a weaponized science and medical profession, that these ones will enter through the gates of righteousness to produce life over this land and over the people. And so from this place on the Lenape lands of Pennsylvania, we declare that this is the gate of righteousness. This is the gate of the Lord and the righteous will enter through it. So from this gate to every other gate across Turtle Island, we say, fling wide you heavenly gates, swing wide those doors of righteousness that the righteous may enter through it. The uncompromising medical profession that stand for righteousness, truth, and justice. We declare it and we say, amen. In Christ's name we pray. Whew. That was more than I paid for, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Amen. Now, Dr. Charlie's on the call from San Diego, and I've asked him to share his heart about how he sees the spirit behind COVID affecting people like himself. So, Charlie, go ahead. I, I work in an institution, and in the institution, I quickly saw that when COVID came in, there started to be lines and, and divisions and questions of authority. Long story short, my authority was, even though I have a medical degree in my university, there was a other people with public health degrees and other degrees that were put above, put into the ear of the leadership. And, and quickly my position was um, eroded. I had no say, no voice. And when I saw this happening, I, I realized that it's not just about what's right in good leadership styles and government and things like that. It was because, um, because of the spirit of, of the decisions that were happening with policies and, and mandates and things like that. It was quickly eating away at me and I felt it attacking my soul, not just and my body. So I began to have heart palpitations. I began to have problems. I, of course, went to my physician and put one of those little two-week monitor things on. And, and sure enough, it was there. And I was just bringing this before the Lord every day. It's, hey, I'm a healthy guy. I can go I can go run, I can do all these things. And what's really going on? Is it really my heart? Or is it another heart issue? And God quickly, quickly showed to me that it is a, it is definitely a heart issue, but not a physical heart. It was a spiritual issue, where I was realizing that I, I was on a, I was on a tug of war, and a very good friend who's on this call said, "Just let go of the rope." And it was just, it was an amazing moment when I realized that this battle is not mine. It is the Lord's. And I, as I submitted to the Lord, my heart posture, my AFib went away. And I may occasionally remember to take my 
medicine or not, but it's, it's really not about the medicine. It's about my, in this particular case, uh, there are times I'm a doctor, so I know when I need, when other people should use medicine, but I just wanted to recognize that, that as I submitted my heart posture of when I recognized the spirit, it was, and I, when I put myself in that, there became healing. So one of the last things I did this last weekend, it, it had been 35 years since I went out and and ran a certain course to the lighthouse where I live. And I went and did that. And I was just saying, come on, God, this is not my physical heart. This is my, this is a victory that I give you credit for. And I thank, I thank him for teaching me and revealing to me how I can think, how I think, how I can just listen and, and be led to a place of healing by the Lord. And again, my heart posture. I hope that makes sense. Amen. So what I'd like to do is lead to about a 10 minute small group session where we're going to ask two questions of the Lord. And this isn't about praying into some specific topic. This is about listening. So the posture I'd like for each group to take is, Lord, what are you speaking about these two questions? Hopefully that a, a number of these groups will have somebody who's a healthcare person in them. So in that group, if you're a healthcare person, you should be the leader to report back to the main group when we come back together. So if there's a healthcare person in your group, let them be the recorder or the reporter to when we come back. Um, the questions I'm going to have you ask are, is there any strategy medical people have not thought about in the spirit? In other words, is there a spiritual strategy that we haven't thought of that can overcome the COVID. And the second one, is there anything God might be speaking about these kingdom care models? Is there some strategy he wants to give us for this kingdom care model? Just those two questions. And before we do that, we're going to do two other things. I just want real quickly, if there, I know Dr. Iman's on the call, Dr. David, you're on the call. There's a couple, Dr. Curry is on the call, Ross Curry. So could anybody, if you're a medical person on the call, can you just unmute quickly to say your name and what you do? David, why don't you start, get, get the ball rolling. Yeah, David Marks, my wife, Elaine, um, I'm in emergency medicine as a physician. And David, you may want to just mention the journey you've been on too, because it's been life's changing for you through this whole thing. Yeah, in, in summary, I've been in emergency medicine probably 27 years. And with the stand that I took towards early treatment using ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, my hospital put me on administrative leave. And then the following week, I made the choice to resign immediately. So I'm in transition right now, waiting on the Lord. Yeah, we think we're, good. we're declaring the best is yet to come. That's right, <laughs> we're at those gates right now. Amen. Who else is on the call? Nursing, diet, any kind of healthcare counselor? Eleanor Davis. Eleanor okay. Davis. I'm a retired GP. I'm Galen from Germany and um, a GP nowadays, but I used to be also um, deeply involved in vaccine trials at Novartis, which is more than 10 years ago. So I know how to, from the inside, about yeah, vaccine de development and large-scale um, clinical studies. Marika Boysen, family doctor. 
Hi there, my name is Sarah Craigsman. I'm an occupational therapist. Ros Curry, I'm not a doctor, I'm a retired physio. I'm an ICU nurse. And a trauma educator. My name is Petra, I'm from Germany, and I'm a lab technician. Right now I work in virology oncology research. Yes, Dr. Iman's hiding somewhere. I saw him on the call. He's in and out of a conference, I think, in okay, Egypt. No problem. So he may be able to check in, but he may not. All right. Well, let's do this for sake of time. If you didn't get a chance to say your name and what you do, put it in the chat box. Because what I saw just now is quite encouraging. There's way more healthcare people on this call than what I knew. And particularly the two of you that are in virology in various ways, immunization, quite interesting that you'd be on this call as well. I think God is really wanting to highlight a new season for healthcare, a new way of healthcare. And he's allowing this COVID to help us make that transition. That's how I would see it. Um, we're going to play a song about uh, fear. And, uh, and then as the song ends, Mary, Sue, put us into our small groups. Uh, uh, and then we'll spend five minutes listening and five minutes recording and then come back. Okay. okay. Sounds now, great. Okay. Before you do that, let me just, Dr. Bob, there, can you just in one or two sentences, can you just say what you mean by kingdom care? You see this, mm -hmm. Your second question is this, is there a strategy that God wants to give us in terms of developing kingdom care and the medical profession? But a lot of people don't understand what you mean by that. So can okay. you just explain that? I'm going to use a motto that we created back in the beginning. We don't just do healthcare with the love of Christ, but kingdom care in the power of God. So the difference is you can have a Christian clinic, you can have Christian people doing healthcare, and they can pray, Lord, please heal them, Lord, please help them, give them comfort, we love you, and you can be very compassionate, and that's good, there's nothing wrong with that, but Better yet is when the kingdom of God is released through healthcare, such as Luke 9, Luke 10, where the disciples went out two by two, cast out the demons, raised the dead, healed the sick. That's what I mean by kingdom care. The smiling faces are returning. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's always a difficult exercise to focus only on what is God saying at that very moment, not things we've known from before, not things we've thought about. So hopefully we got some some things that came forth in that time. So let's, I'm not sure even what group, were we group for seven, Fred, I think? We were group six. So what six. we usually do, Bob. I'm glad you caught go, that. Yeah, we'll just go group one. Yeah, so group how, how one. Many, how many groups were there total, Susan? You need to unmute yourself. Nine. 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 So uh, Fred, lead us through uh, one by one to just a report. Okay, great. So could we have group one? Could we have spokesman for group one? Just unmute yourself and give us just very briefly key one or two key points. Yes, Fred, this is Myrna. I, we came together in agreement about focusing on the immune system and how a strong immune system versus a weak immune system and how COVID effect affected individuals. So that would be a spiritual strategy focusing on the immune system. And then part of maybe the kingdom care model strategy is focusing on expecting God to show us the power to repair the damaged immune systems as a result of COVID infection. Great. 
That's awesome. Thank you, Myrna. Spokesperson, unmute yourself. Give us one or two key points. Like I, I was saying, or we were saying that, yeah, there are many non-believing doctors and only few are really believers. But what became clear that one strategy is to um, be critical and to check the science really and not to, to be misled by the money because most doctors give in and to indulge into the possibilities to earn money. There, there must be also a key to wake up and to say, no, we are having to work on a scientific basis and not to be misled by the attraction of the money because a huge money is involved in that. Yes, amen. And Gerland, are, are you, are, were you group two or group three? Two. Group two. Okay, great. Okay, thank you. That's awesome. Can we go on to group three? Can Just to clarify, uh, Gerland, we need to repent for that, but uh, a lot of the money issues are behind the pharmaceutical companies, not necessarily the physicians who are at the front line. <clears throat> Most of the physicians at the front line are trying to do the right thing. I, I just want to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the financial issues are the financial issues in general are that we can't be compromised by the financial yeah, issues. That's right. At whatever, at whatever level. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Thank you, dear. Okay, group three, spokesperson. Wanna unmute yourself and give us one or two key points. Okay. We don't have somebody from group three. We'll go to group four. Group four was a wonderful mixture of healthcare and even healing room people's. Our, our thought about one strategy was to actually those that are in the system, those that are in the system can create the presence of God, can create the kingdom in the midst of the system. They could be um, a tabernacle. They can be a safe place for the, the Holy Spirit to dwell. We did emphasize that this is the Holy Spirit and nothing but the Holy Spirit. It is beyond human strength, logic, and everything to reconcile the things and the deep divisions that are going on in the church so it's a spirit thing. If it's a three-chord strand that started this whole thing in the evil spirit, then the only thing that can convert that is the three-chord strand of unity, honor, and love for each other. So we, our group nailed it, and I'm just so thankful for each one of them in the group. That's great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Charlie. All right. Group five, we have a spokesperson. If you can unmute yourself and give us one or two key points, please. I wasn't sure what group I am, I'm faith, but one of us had went through the treatment and I think she got everything and she talked about not te testifying. We should be able to testify once we get the proper treatment and give God all the honor and glory. So she remained silent, but she felt that she needs to go out and testify what process she went through to get well. Yes, okay, so it's, that's part of declaring the truth and giving testimony. Great. That's great. Thank you, Faith. Okay, group six. Oh, that now, was group five. We had a spokesperson, uh, somebody oh. in the medical profession. Are you there? Oh, yes. Sorry. I wasn't sure which group we were in. I was just asking Susan. My name is Sarah. I'm an occupational therapist from Edmonton. Yeah, in regards to what the Lord spoke to us about, um, regards to the spiritual strategy we had a very beautiful vision and from one of our group members she just saw fruit trees by a river and someone in a raft going down 
and uh, the branches of the fruit tree is actually reaching over and the fruit just flowing into the basket. And her interpretation was just natural medicine, herbal remedies and things like that becoming something that is used more widely. And just with that, the the giant that was identified, a giant that was identified was the pharmaceutical companies and um, the industry and love of money. And then also something that I've had on my heart for a, a number of months is just the giant of seeking the giver and not the gifts. And so we identified just the importance of trusting in the Lord and, and seeking relationship with him and how healing arises out of relationship with him. And then I didn't share this with my group, but just this talk of fear, the verse that or a song that came to me was, do not fear for I've redeemed you. You are mine by name. I have called you. When you walk through the valley, I will be there with you. And just that the fear of man uh, needs to fall. And just that we, the Lord is calling us back to fearing him above, above all. So um, yeah, we pray on that. Amen. That's great. So good. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. There's so many of these things that are so good that really could be developed. We had the time, but it's but it's great that we're getting the points. So my group was group six. There were several really important points. Just to go through them very quickly. One is that there was talk about the immune system, about building that up and praying into that. That's key that oftentimes the medical profession does not address. There was another comment about the tree of healing in Revelation 2.1. And uh, that wasn't developed, but how this can fit into the, to what the medical professions do. I think a couple of very important points were that in the medical profession, <clears throat> what we say carries weight, a lot of weight. So we, as doctors, especially when we're giving people advice, we need to, and we're counseling people, we need to be guarding our words so that we're not implanting fear into people through saying negative things. That's just so vitally important. And concerning the kingdom model that there's probably not enough intercession that there needs to be more intercession around this model that needs to grow in order for it to really be birth that is and, and that's recognizing that this is partly a spiritual battle to develop this kind of a kingdom model and along those lines um i think what's just to sort of state the obvious but the medical profession and all of our training those of us who are in the medical profession has really prioritized science over God and the supernatural and, and really excluded God and the supernatural in our training where, and the two have been separated. This was never God's intent to separate the two. He meant the, the, the medical profession and what we do and medications and surgery, et cetera, to be a blessing to people, but not to um, replace what, not to replace God, not to replace him and his role in healing. That was it from group six. So can we go on to group seven? Yes. From, so from group seven, it was actually an intercessor. Mary had just wonderful insight. Number one, just the involvement of Bill Gates through this whole process. And that's actually the truth. But it was a play on this that a bill needs to be delivered at the gates from the gates of heaven, that there needs to be an unraveling of the, of the threefold Tron string between politics medicine uh, slash science slash pharmaceutics and mammon and 
I mean, coming working in medicine, there is nothing that is, is more true than this. Is mammon and politics are are driving the whole thing. It's it it we see it at the as the law manifested in the loss of life and the loss of compassion for workers and for patients and just the amazing loss of life because of the bowing down before politics, science, and mammon. And the unraveling really is, is a work of the spirit and addressing them individually. And Mary, maybe you can help uh, straighten me out if I'm not saying this rightly, but the, the answer is really involving the prophetic, the apostolic coming together with medicine, those three things, the prophetic, the apostolic, and medicine coming together. And through intercession, Mary, did I try and pull that together correctly? Yes, that's, you did well. Thank you. <laughs> you did hey, David. wonderful. David, I'm going to ask you to lead us in communion if you can. And I don't know if you have the elements, but could I you don't. Pray? What's that? I don't, unfortunately. Okay. Either way, you can pray the prayers and we can grab the elements. But I want you to pray a prayer around what you just spoke before you do communion. All right. Yeah. Very good. Sorry to interrupt, but I didn't want to miss that. Then it group. Okay, go ahead and very quick, very briefly, we also saw the necessity the need to be in prayer intercession to undergird anything that is done and to also discern the powers behind uh, working behind so that we can uh, act uh, appropriately and importance of unity uh, within the Christian uh, community looking at even internationally and also what came out is the element of fear which has also been mentioned so dominant now as a spiritual force so again, need to pray uh, for our own selves, for God's peace, uh, so that we can be in a place to be a channel of his peace to others and being that being a part of, of our being salt and light and God's healing uh, to others. Great. Thank you so much, Caroline. <clears throat> Excellent points. Let's go last but not least to group nine. Spokesperson, you want to unmute yourself and give us a couple of points. The medical professional in our group is not able to speak right now, but she, we talked about many of the same things that you guys talked about, praying into the spirit of fear. And she had noticed the spirit of mocking as well, anxiety and depression that comes from all of that. And we talked about specifically the Ken Fish prayer, but also to be wise in um, looking at different spirits that might be involved and not just focusing on one, but praying into that and praying life into the organs is another one that that Laura had mentioned specifically and also about the immunity system we talked about that as well and the unity and the joy of the Lord being our strength and humility as the medical professionals are dealing um, with these issues thank you Holly so tell me the Ken Fish prayer what's that that, that was given out last uh, time I was on we can put it up again it's a specific prayer to break the power of a spirit called Keteb, the destroyer spirit in Psalm 91. So uh, okay. if somebody has that Keteb prayer, you can post it. Okay, great. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, he, 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 he equates that spirit is behind COVID and that if you address it directly, it helps to break off the COVID. Okay. Okay. There's well, we're in yeah, there's been many testimonies of that working dramatically. Were we going to read? Zachariah? Yeah, so what I was going to say, Charlie, uh, we're going to read one scripture. David, you're going to pray and then offer communion because we won't have time to pray into these topics. Maybe, Sue, you can grab onto these topics and pray about them in 
one of the other times we're together. But thank you. That's that fresh revelation, that fresh mana is what we were looking for. Thank you. Go ahead, Charlie. This is from Zechariah 9, 11 through 13. Um, as for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. Return to your fortresses, you prisoners of hope. Even now, I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. I will bend Judah as I bend my bow and fill it with Ephraim. I will rouse your sons, Zion, against your sons, Greece, and make you like a warrior's sword. So if you saw the picture in the song, Casting Crowns, you saw that the crown was laying down. So the sons of Greece want to wear the crown of knowledge, but the sons of Zion are seeking revelation from heaven the way Solomon did. So we need to switch healthcare from the crown of I'm a king making money to throwing down our crown and saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. Tell me how to treat this person. So that leads to you, David, and the prayer of, of breaking that three-chord strand and replacing it with the other three-chord strand and then communion. Yes. So Jesus, we thank you that you gave up all your heavenly power and you came to this earth as a baby that was helpless. You came and, and gave up your body, literally allowing your body to be broken and your blood to be spilled. And you came to reveal the true value of life that it is not in gold and silver. And so God, we just accept your body and your blood today as the answer for what we face. And we declare that your kingdom power, the kingdom of God is here and it is now. And it, your call upon us as we come to life by your resurrection power that we can declare and be used of you through the power of your Holy Spirit to hear your words, to speak them and to become apostolic centers of this new health care that you are instituting. And Jesus, this is all through your sacrifice and your resurrection. And it is in your name we pray, amen. So, Father, uh, we thank you that the three-chord strand of COVID will be overcome by the three-chord strand of the apostolic, the prophetic, linking together with healthcare in a kingdom approach. So, thank you, Lord. We declare that three-chord strand of apostolic, prophetic, with healthcare together. And as we do that, we take the body, the bread, of your body and we break it. We thank you for it. We thank you that you were broken for us and we partake of that now. So take your element and if you have it with you, take the bread and partake together in Jesus name. And Father, then you took the cup and said, this is the blood of my covenant. Each time you do this, remember me. 
And I thank you, Lord, in the remembrance of the blood of your covenant, as was re read in that scripture of Zechariah. You said, because of the blood of your covenant, you're going to free us from the waterless pit. You're going to set free the prisoners of hope. That's what's happened through COVID. We've become prisoners of hope. Mm. Father, as we take this cup, I declare the prisoners of hope are being set free and we are being restored double because of the blood of your covenant. Thank you for that as we drink together in Jesus' name. Dr. Bob, thank you so much. And you are a voice of hope in the medical community. And I'm just going to be bold enough to declare that we are, I, I, all through this call, I've been seeing this gate that's opening up. Yeah. It's been shut, and, but it's opening. And we're at, a, we're at a very pivotal point. And I want to invite those who are in healthcare to contact us at info at theglobalwatch.com. I'm not sure where all this is going, but God does, and he's the one that's leading this pack. <laughs> and I, I believe that there's some things that are in heaven that are yet to come to earth, and God is calling now forth the apostolic and prophetic establishment of it. And I also do want to just know that there's an anointing I feel right now of compassion that is going to really drive this thing. Compassion is the bridge between heaven and earth. And right now, if we could just all, Charlie, I hope you don't mind this, but you're at a very tender place, not That's only right. in your profession, but you're with your dad, who sitting by your dad, who is probably going to be he's in his, Yeah, he's in his last hours. Yeah. Can we just reach out? This is the anointing that breaks the yoke and sets the captives free from weak and frail human beings. But you are God Almighty. You've done it in the past. Do it again. Yes. That greater works are yet to come. And we call them out now, God. Those dreams, those visions that we have all had, Lord. May they be released to heal your people and heal your land. Yes. In Jesus' name. Okay. Um, Something is shifting in the heavenly. So let's just take a moment of quiet. Yeah. Just have to proclaim Isaiah 40 at the beginning. Comfort my people for your season of warfare has and prepare the way of the Lord. There were uh, 61 people. Charlie, you mentioned it. Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Charlie, we bless you. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise his holy name.
Okay, so thank you, Dr. Bob. You did this was amazing, and uh, I we're going to have more revelation on this in the days to come. So please do contact us if you're in healthcare and want to step forward into this. I don't know where it's going, but God does, and we need to go through it. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Dr. Bob, do you have any final words to say? And then we're going to turn it over to, to Sue for any announcements, and then we'll close. Say la. <laughs> well, I just want to say as leader of the Global Watch and as a physician also, everything in my spirit is crying out and saying yes and amen to what hap has happened during this hour. God is definitely birthing something and he's strengthening his desire is to strengthen people in the medical profession and out of the tyranny that has come with COVID over the medical profession that God is breaking out something that will not relent and will not, will not turn back in terms of the spirit and the Lord and, and his healing being involved hand in hand, the apostolic and the prophetic, along with the medical profession. And so we just declare in Jesus' name that this is going to happen, that something is being birthed right now during this, this time between now and March 18th actually in the medical profession and uh, that it won't stop and that it will, that the, that the medical profession is going to, people are going to repent of the spirit of mammon and the, the control spirit and the political spirit. And they will do what everything that God intended for the medical profession to be. We just declare those things in Jesus name. Amen. Actually, Susan, do you have any announcements before we close? No, I'm pretty <laughs> speechless. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think everyone on the call, I, I, you really feel a strong sense of the presence of the Lord and that God is really birthing something. And, and we just need to keep praying into this. Susan, we need to get this group together and, and continue to to pray into this even beyond uh, March 18th. Yeah. So, yep, that's the, the yeah. next to do, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's part of what's going on. Dr. David, would you just would you just please close us off in prayer? <clears throat> Father God, we just are so filled with anticipation and our eyes are turned towards you. And so I just declare peace upon everyone on this call. In Jesus' name, amen. All God's people said, Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen.